Hello to everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is a Greek word that means service. It is also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I am happy to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons, and I also uh, get to work with and pray with the good people in Westchester at Mary, Mother of Divine Grace Parish. A little bit of a change-up for today. We usually have uh, Deacon Dave Brensick with us, the Associate Director of the office, but he uh, took himself off to Costa Rica for some R&R, so uh, I'll just say hello to David uh, in absentia. Now, this show is uh, a half an hour of uh, radio excellence, I guess we're going to aspire to, that the Archdiocese of Chicago has given to the Office of the Diaconate to talk about things pertaining to deacons, not for the greater honor and glory of deacons, but to highlight some of the things that deacons are doing in the church in Chicago so that we might invite others to accompany us, to uh, walk with us in this journey. So we want to... uh, showcase some things and, uh, as I say, invite folks on that, uh, on that walk with us. And to accomplish some of that today, we've invited Deacon Jerry Keenan, who himself is a Chicago deacon. And uh, Jerry is working with the Archdiocese, and he is, uh, his portfolio, aside from his parish assignment, but his, uh, his work in the Archdiocese is with Renew My Church. Um, Renew My Church, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about that, why, what it is, and, and all of the, the, that sort of thing, and where, where it hopes to, to take us all, which is really, you know, what's, what's the point of the exercise? So in talking about Renew My Church, uh, well, first of all, good day to you, Deacon Jerry. Uh, good morning. Okay, so um, there really is a person sitting here in the studio with me. Um, I'm not merely talking to myself. Uh, so, Jerry, we're talking about Renew My Church, and I struggle even to say, is it a program? Is it an initiative? Is it, what, what's the, the apt word for it, Renew My Church? Well, I think the proper way to do it is the way, to, the, way the Cardinal uh, describes it, as being the largest transformation that the Archdiocese of Chicago has ever seen. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's a good... Uh, uh, I don't want to say merely aspirational, but that, that's a good comprehensive uh, step back, uh, a view from 20,000 feet. Now, um, I made reference to you being part of the Renew My Church team. What, what, uh, what's your role there? My specific role is being the director of operations for the operations transition team. And Which sure, sounds pretty fancy. What does that mean? It, it, it does. It does. But it's, uh, it's actually all just words. Uh, actually, what I do is I lead the team that works with parishes that are uniting uh, uh, as a part of Renew My Church uh, to help uh, the pastors shepherd the uh, people of the parishes that are coming together into one parish community, and also to do a lot of the structural work that needs to be done in terms of being able to bring together uh, the operations of uh, somewhere between two and sometimes as many as four parishes. And uh, 
why you? What uh, what's your background that that brings you to this place? Uh, my background is actually as a international management consultant. Uh, I did most of my work in the energy business and have a lot of background in large transformational activities, mergers and acquisitions, and other things like that. I also spent 10 years uh, as an interim uh, executive, mostly being uh, sent into uh, troubled companies as an interim chief operating officer, chief financial officer. So I have a lot of experience in trying to work quickly, but also in terms of trying to bring people and organizations together. So then you're you come into the process uh, after the uh, conversations about parish alignments comes into play. That there's a lot of work between the announcement of of which parish is going to be uniting where, and then actually having that happen. I, I, I dare say. Yes, the 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 period of from the announcement until the uh, unification, at least the uh, corporate unification, the bringing together of the parishes and the people is a 12 to 18 month, 18 month period. Um, because like any other transition, uh, uh, you're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with things that people value. And so the process of bringing people together into one community is one that needs to be done carefully, um, but it does need to be done. It does. You say it's it's something that's important, and you're you're, uh, so to speak, messing with people's churches. Um, there are few topics more sensitive to a person than than that, and so uh, anxiety is high. The stakes are high. Um, people are fearful. Uh, people are also challenged. Indeed, but people are also hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, the, part of the opportunity here is to uh, is to help people to stop focusing on the past, on what their losses are, and start to focus on the future together. Uh, and, no, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and 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 that and that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so it, it is a process that, that is ongoing, and it continues even after our work is done and our colleagues uh, who focus primarily on mission and evangelization in the uh, Building a New Reality team uh, are already already working. Remember, this is a, we're humans, and this is a transformational aspect of things. And then we're going to come back on that transformation right. after this break. I have been baptized. Are you able? Are you able? For I have come. You or someone you love needs assistance at home. Where can you turn and know you will get sound advice that you can trust? Catholic Charities Home to Stay program offers competent help and peace of mind to seniors and to their family members. Our thoroughly trained professional caregivers provide companionship, assistance with seniors' basic needs, and help with light housework, all in the comfort of a senior's own home. Schedules can be flexible, so seniors receive only the help that they need and want. Most of all, Catholic Charities has the name and reputation you can count on, with more than 100 years of experience helping people at transitions in their lives. To learn more, call 312-655-7415. 
That's 312-655-7415. Make the most of each day with Home to Stay. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as Stories of Hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org CRS. Are you cleaning out your closets this winter? If so, Catholic Charities would be grateful to accept any gently used clothing donations that you have. Winter coats, boots, sweaters, pants, hats, and gloves in all sizes are always appreciated at this time of year in our community clothing room. Also needed on an ongoing basis are new underwear and socks for guests who come to use the shower facilities in our Pope Francis Ministries. And all types of professional clothing for men and women are most welcome in our Mary's Closet wardrobe. This special collection of dressier clothes is offered to our clients who are preparing for job interviews. Drop-offs can be made at 721 North LaSalle Street or at any of our regional locations. For more information, call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. And we're back for the second part of Diaconia, a call to service. Today we're talking with Deacon Jerry Keenan, who works with the Renew My Church uh, initiative, uh, wrong word, the Renew My Church uh, transformation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And uh, using that word transformation, Jerry, at the, the outset, you'd made mention of the fact that uh, the Cardinal speaks of Renew My Church as the largest transformation of the church in Chicago in its history. And so um, that's largest transformation, significant uh, work that we're about here. So um, let me come at this in two directions. One is why do we find ourselves beginning this transformation or in the midst of this transformation? And where are we hoping to end up? We're not just shuffling uh, pieces on the chessboard for entertainment. Um, presumably we're, we're headed in a direction. So first off, why the need? What is the need for a transformation of parish structures? Well, I think one of the reasons is, is because uh, the number of people who are participating in our parishes has been shrinking dramatically. Um, the numbers are, we have more than 25% less people at Mass on Sunday than we did 10 years ago. And just over the past year, from 2018 through 2019, the decline was over 4% just in one year. In some parishes, it was more than 10%. And so there, we need to be very understanding of the fact that if people aren't participating, but the information that we have otherwise tells us that people are still searching for uh, spiritual uh, 
uh, guidance. People are still looking for meaning in their life. They're not coming to us anymore. And the question comes, why not? And what are we going to do about it? And part of that why not, I suppose that uh, writ large, the uh, the world in which we live, at least in the United States, is different from what it was uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Uh, Indeed. Uh, it, you know, if we think about the world uh, of 50 years ago in the 1960s, uh, the uh, people uh, were – parish was still a, a, a center of people's lives. Catholic schools were full – Churches were full. People participated in that. And there was a dynamic around the parish. The reality is in most places, the parish is no longer the hub of people's lives. And uh, so our, our culture has become much more secular and less focused around Jesus Christ's message to us to go out and teach all nations. Which is why we're doing this. I mean, this is just not to uh, to uh, bump up uh, attendance numbers. There's the gospel calls us to do this. No, and in fact, we've had a number of initiatives over the past ten to fifteen years uh, focused on getting people in the pews. But the reality is is that uh, if we invite people who have not been to church before, and the first thing that we do is invite them to come to Mass, the likelihood that they're ever going to come back is not all that great uh, because they don't have any context, they don't understand, uh, and we so we need to provide a different way for them uh, to enter into this. The other dynamic of this is that since there are less people and since our buildings are at least 100 years old or at least 50 in many cases, 100 years old or more, uh, we have a, an enormous burden of uh, of facilities which are in bad condition or in, at least in modestly bad condition. And we probably have somewhere between 150 and $200 million worth of deferred maintenance uh, in our buildings uh, across the archdiocese right now. So you've got that. Uh, you've got personnel issues in terms of... Uh numbers of men in, in the priesthood, and they're, and they're aging. Right. We, uh, we, have, we have only about between 200 and 220 pastors or p- priests uh, who over the next five or so years will be able and capable uh, and interested in being pastors. Um, the role of pastor is a very important one, not just in our church, but leadership matters. And so that pastoral leadership is very important, and so we need to be realistic about that. The other thing is, is that we are—Renew My Church calls us to understand our role as Christians, not to let Father do it, but for us to be co-responsible and really take a, a role, a leadership role, in our own parishes. And that's something different, but it's also something that's very important if we're to stop shrinking and begin to uh, grow uh, the number of people who join us uh, for liturgical worship, who join us in service, 
who join us uh, in prayer in any in any uh, place in our in our churches. That brings to mind a, a story I, I like to tell. Uh, overhearing Cardinal George's interaction from time to time with people would come up to him, and say, "Cardinal, you need to do something about X, Y, or Z. You need to do something about this politician." And the cardinal, sort of with a, a twinkle in his eye, I think, would say, hey, that's not my job. That's your job. I'm here to help you. I'm to be with you. But the, the laity are the ones who are to be uh, proactive in, in the world in which we, uh, we share space. And so I think I, I'm hearing from you that uh, Renew My Church is, is in a similar vein, that uh, it's, as you say, it's not about let, let Father do it. Right. And... Our baptism call calls us to be missionaries, uh, and missionaries are not people who simply talk to one another in their own parish. They're people who go out into the uh, into the community and uh, really start to focus on what it is they're doing uh, in the community and to bring people to Christ. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what tomorrow looks like, what the rest of the rest of the story is. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. That's 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor, so your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Home's March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We observe Lent by visiting St. Benedict in Blue Island for a fish fry that's been around for half a century. If you're looking for spiritual enrichment, we tell you about a wide variety of Lenten activities in around the Archdiocese. Young Catholics talk to our Vicar General about the importance of protecting our environment. And great advice from the Pope, don't talk to the devil. Subscribe now. 
go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. At my right hand or at my left is not And we're back for the third and final installment of Diaconia Call to Service, talking today about Renew My Church with Deacon Jerry Keenan, who works uh, as part of that uh, transformation project. We've been spending some time talking about uh, where we are, uh, the issues that uh, confront us. We've made some some uh, conversation about uh, steps forward. Um, I think I'd, if we could turn the corner to, I guess, the future. What uh, is there an ideal parish structure? Is there an ideal parish life? You know, what? Where are we headed? What, what do we want to be and do? Well, I think it's important to, first of all, remember that both in canon law and also in the way that Pope Francis explains it uh, in church documents, including the joy of the gospel and others, is that buildings and parish are not things that go together, is that the, a parish is the people of God within a certain area. And so the idea that somehow a parish is connected intimately to one or more church structures, and also that the parish is only for the members, uh, the, the, par- the pastor's responsibility is for everybody who lives in that area, not just for the people who, sh- who show up or the people who put envelopes in it. And so we need to rethink our idea of what parish is. There's a great story about how when uh, Pope uh, uh, Francis gave his talk to the uh, uh, cardinals just before he was elected uh, pope, as he said, we need to open the doors of the church. A lot of people were saying, yeah, that's really right, because we need to let people in. We need to... And afterwards, he was asked about it, and he said, no, the reason we need to open the doors of the church is we need to let Jesus out because we keep Jesus tied up in the church, and we need to bring Jesus out into our communities. And we do not enough of that. When was the last time any of us invited somebody uh, to be a part of our, our own community? And how many times have we been asked by evangelicals or Baptists or whatever to come to church with them? It's a very interesting difference in our willingness to talk about our faith, but also our willingness to share our faith with others. So there's, uh, uh, I don't want to re- reduce it, but th- there is a, uh, a a turn in an orientation. There's a, a, an outward focus that it's a it's a bigger concern than the regulars who are in the, in the pews week after week. Exactly, because there are many parishes where you go, where the regulars. The average age is over 60. Now, let's be careful here. Let's not... Uh... Well, I, I resemble that <laughs> remark. Exactly. But, but the reality is, is that we need to, you know, is that uh, none of us are going to live forever. We wish we would, but that's not the case. And so if, our, the, if, the, number of tr- if the number of people in the church who are over 60 is two or three times the number of people who are under 40... It tells you a little bit about the fact that this is a fading, or might, some might say a dying organization. And 
without the least bit of disrespect intended to those who have spent decades in the pews supporting the project, supporting the parish, but um, it's really treating those folks, I include myself in that age group, but challenging us to to do more, to live our baptismal promises in a in a richer way, in a more demanding way than we've ever been asked to before. Right. And maybe put even more bluntly, is that if we want our church to continue, it's our job as well as others. It's not Father's job. No, it's not Father's job. It's but, our job because our baptism calls us all to be to take on Jesus's roles as being a, a missionary, as being coming out into the community, of being always. We we need to go from being a, a church that's static to what pa, pa, Pope Francis calls us to be a church in continual mission, always reaching out, always gathering in. That sounds so like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, um, but it's work that. Uh, is important for us to do. What's the reward here? What, what, where, where are we ending up? Where, what are we pointing at? What's the success? Success is bringing people to Christ. It's, a, it's as simple as that. All the, all the survey results from uh, tell us that people want to be part of something that is greater than themselves. People are looking for answers in their lives. And the number of people who say that they're spiritual but not religious continues to grow, especially among those under 40. And we can't say that, well, we have the right way if nobody else wants to, wants to join us. Mm-hmm. So how is it that we uh, respond to where people are. God, St. Ignatius tells us that God always meets us where we are. So a lot of Renew My Church is saying, okay, we need to go and meet people where they are and bring them in. But it's not as if you can simply say, well, come and do it the way we've always done it. Because the way we've always done it may have been wonderful for us, but it doesn't work for them. Signs of hope and uh, success so far in the Archdiocese? Yes, there's, there, there's a number of them, but one I'd really like to call out is uh, the parish of uh, Queen of All Nations, which is uh, the united uh, St. Domitilla and St. Ule- uh, Simeon. St. Simeon, which had a small congregation, closed uh, uh, a few months ago, but the number of people who are in church uh, now are two or 300 more every week than there was before those two churches were were still separate. And for more information on this, thank you, Jerry, but for more information, the Renew My Church tab at the archchicago.org website has all the particulars. God bless you, Jerry, for your work, and God bless all of your colleagues at Renew My Church. God bless the Cardinal for initiating this. God bless you all. Thanks very much.